Got up this morning, things weren't working right. I said I wanna make a change. I said I wanna fight. Obama walked up and said yes we can. I said I wanna ride your nuts 'cause I think you're the man. Now I'm big riding Obama, Obama. Now I'm big riding Obama. Tomorrow, dick riding for today, dick riding for the straight, dick riding for the gay, dick riding for America, dick riding for rock. It's okay to ride that dick, just as long as it's Barack. So now we're dick riding, Obama, Obama. Now we're dick riding, Obama, Obama. Now we're dick riding, Obama, Obama. Now we're dick riding. Good morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Beak. I'm your host, Johnny Goodtimes. Joining me in Dick Riding Obama is my co-host... <laughs> hey, I'm Dr. Heisenberg. Good morning, Beak Nicks. Heard anything interesting in the news lately? For fuck's sake. For fuck's sake. This is, a, <laughs> this is getting stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, that was uh, uh, Thugnificent and Will I Am with Dick Riding Obama, by the way, from the Boondocks. Yeah. Of course. Uh, of course, Carl Jones does the voice of Thugnificent. The credits don't actually say whether or not that was Will I Am, so maybe. God, I hope it was. That would be cool. But Just uh, singing a song about Dick Riding Obama. <laughs> like, well, I mean, singing a song that has those as the actual words, as opposed to just singing a song about that, which he has done. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. And again, this this uh, this election cycle, although you know, I guess it wasn't as good. <laughs> I don't know if I heard it. I can say for sure I didn't. I just heard about it. Oh, and I'm oh. like, hey, I noticed this song isn't unavoidable. Yeah, that's the thing about this election is a lot of things are unavoidable, and most of them are not fun. There hasn't been an unavoidable fun thing in this election since, like, Herman Cain dropped out of the race. Yeah, and and that was only fun in the sense that you were pretty sure he couldn't win. (laughs) If he was a serious contender for the presidency, he would stop being fun real fucking quick. I know, but when it was basically impossible he was still here... We had Aw Shucky Ducky, we had Ride the Cade Train, we had the Pokemon song. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's just little girls crying. It because is. Because they won't stop. It is. That little girl crying is the saddest thing I've ever seen. And yet she kind of speaks to the crying little girl inside all of us. Yeah, no, I've, I got one somewhere. In a metaphorical sense. Yeah, no. Not in the closet. People don't come to our house. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, so this is our election special, I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, we're a little distracted right now because, you know, hurricanes and shit. Yeah, those and shit, yeah. Yeah, we hope all the beakniks everywhere in the world are okay and all that stuff. We're fine. Beak yeah. HQ came through pretty much unscathed. Yeah, no, during the actual <laughs> storm, there were dry patches on the sidewalk outside. This place is like a garrison. It's just very heavily fortified brick and... Also, far the fuck away from the ocean. Yeah, yeah. that That's especially useful. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're here. Yay. Uh, and we're ready to put this fucking thing to bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. It's I'm going to be saying fuck, like, a lot more than usual if this is an election special. 
Because fuck. Yeah. I mean, on the, well, here's the thing. On the one hand, this is the first presidential election since this podcast was started. On the other hand, election cycles last about two years on average now. So this election's been going on since before this podcast started. It really has. Tim Pawlenty goes way back to the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We were doing that bit early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back when Tim Pawlenty was trying to run for president. Do you remember that's where he came from? That he's not just a person we made up? Yeah. Like, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, who's Tim Pawlenty? You'd be like, oh, he's this crazy guy <laughs> who goes to, to Johnny's apartment and yells at him. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't say former governor of Minnesota or whatever the fuck he actually was. Was that what he was? Uh, yeah, yeah, right after Jesse Ventura. Jesus. <laughs> no part of this isn't stupid. <laughs> well, that's Minnesota. Like, even the backstory of this whole whole affair is fucking ridiculous. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's been... I, I, it's hard to encapsulate the whole thing in my head without... Yeah, without a year and a half of us screaming at the internet and all of you nice people. Yeah. Because uh, that's what it boils down I to. I mean, we've been doing that, but not about this specifically. I mean... It comes up a lot. It does. It does. Because it because not, uh, rarely does a week go by that someone doesn't do something that is just pants-crappingly stupid. Oh, uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, this week alone has been insane. Yeah. Now... A couple things happened, which you would expect, okay? So, Hurricane Sandy, a.k.a. the Frankenstorm, comes barreling towards the East Coast. Uh, you know, Mayor Bloomberg of New York sets into action, like he would. Uh, Governor Cuomo of New York sets into action. Governor Chris Christie of New Jersey, totally on board. Yeah. With his awesome fleeces. He does. He has a fleece that says governor. <laughs> I... I I bet when he got married, he had a fleece that said "groom." I hope so, man. Yeah, I hope so. Chris Christie is a is a fascinating individual. Like I don't even want to, like sometimes he leans right and sometimes he leans liberal, li- blah, liberal. But a lot of times he's just like "fuck you." Yeah, he's like he's not always wearing a suit and tie. Sometimes he just wants to wear a fleece that he could jog in, and so he gets it monogrammed. Chris Christie, governor. I like to think that when he's buying them, uh-huh. he's like, "Okay, this year the New Year's resolution is definitely to start jogging," and that's why he gets the fleeces so he can start in January. And he never does it, but every year he gets another fleece, and he's like, "I'm doing it this year." And then when it's there's a crisis or something, he's like, "I want to be covered." Comfortable yeah. While I'm saving my state from a hurricane. Yeah, no, I don't want to be wearing a suit because the guy in the suit yeah. can't rescue people from rubble because he'll he's like I can't rescue you. This is an eight thousand dollar suit. You exactly. Know? So he's like, I'm going to put on my governor fleece. And even if he doesn't rescue anyone, you, he's ready. Absolutely. Plus, it's warm. It's cold. It's wet and windy out there. Oh yeah. Fleece no, is he, just a sensible thing to wear. Yeah, it's like you know what the people want. In, in times of crisis, yeah, is just the leadership of a giant fucking teddy bear. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the the people in charge of of New York and New Jersey, you know, getting ready, and then uh, uh, President Obama, you know, right away says, "All right, we got FEMA working. We're gonna." Because uh, uh, cause the thing about FEMA is there's this fucking, like, red tape built in the system yeah. where you have to declare an emergency at the, 
Like, presidential level. Yeah. I don't know exactly why you can't just look at a place being destroyed by a hurricane and go, oh, that's probably an emergency. Yeah. That has to be officially declared. And then other things have to be declared for, like, money to go through. So President Obama comes out before the storm even starts and says, all right, just so you guys know, all this shit is streamlined. This is going to go through as fast as possible. Yeah. Probably because uh, there's an election about to happen, and everyone remembers what happened with uh, W and Katrina. We do. Where and uh, that that wasn't just red tape. That was like he forgot. Yeah, I mean, like, like that was there. That's like you know, like when you forget when you quote unquote forget to send the phone bill, and then a week later you just. You realize you still haven't done it, and you just go into denial. Right, right. And then when you're writing out the check, you put the date several days before it yeah. was due. It's just like, oh, I got lost in the mail. Yeah, ah, see. The postal service these days. <laughs> they postmarked it a week after it was due. What's up with that? Silly fuckers. Oh. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, heck of a job, Brownie, or that, that's what I call him. That's what Yeah, he had a first him. name once. It doesn't matter. He was once a man. <laughs> Now he is merely a heck of a job. (laughs) He is a heck of a job. So he's down the... Anyway, the president's like, I'm going to do what I can, and then he goes out with Chris Christie and surveys everything. Chris Christie talks about how awesome he was and helpful and everything. Yeah, and they're like high-fiving and bro-hugging and stuff. Oh, yeah. Now, Christie was, was on the Romney campaign trail this summer, you know, putting down the president and stuff. He went on Fox News this week, they were interviewing him about the storm. Yeah. And he's like, fuck you. Fuck Romney. I don't give a shit about presidential politics right now. This dude helped me out. I'm going back to my state. That's cool. Yeah. And, I mean, Chris Christie was tossed about as a, as a vice presidential uh, contender for a while. He was. That's campaign. true. Yeah. So it's like, okay, let's think about the alternate universe where that happened. Uh, yeah. No, even... <laughs> Uh, assuming Christie was still, you know, acting governor and hadn't put, like, mm-hmm. uh, someone else to watch over the state while he was campaigning or whatever, like, he would have run back to Jersey and gone to work, and Romney would have been standing there in, uh, in, in Ohio going, hey, what's up? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah, that's what people would have said to Romney. Yeah. I'm amazed people don't say that to him more. Yeah, that's a damn good point. You know, it's like he just he just has one of those faces. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But so Romney's been campaigning in Ohio as planned. Uh, apparently he had a canned food drive. Yeah, he was trying to... He said, oh, this is a canned food drive for the Red Cross. Just putting this out there, Red Cross does not collect canned food. <laughs> because canned food needs to be inspected by hand and sorted... And Red Cross cannot afford to do that. Yeah, Red Cross takes checks. Red Cross takes donations of money Uh and then uses it to buy from vendors that they trust and and send those supplies. That's just streamlining. Yeah. So, So, hey, Romney, good luck donating that food. We are fucking grateful as shit for all those cans of pumpkin, okay? Yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. Do they just... Park the truck on Staten Island and say, have at it, or... yeah. And and, and frankly, I don't think canned food Uh is what is lacking here. It's not... (laughs) We still have all our cans. Those didn't blow away. The houses around them blew away or filled up with water. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. It's like when a house fills up with water, 
the one thing that's almost definitely salvageable uh-huh. is the canned food. <laughs> We're not lacking in that, Mitt Romney. It's actually a really good point. Those things are watertight. Yes. That's the whole point of putting it in a can. Okay, our refried beans are just fine. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, as fine as they always were. But it's not about the beans. It's about... The house is around those beams, and how Mitt Romney should be building those, maybe. Right. But, okay, so, uh, uh, during the primaries, Romney made a big deal about closing down FEMA. And saying, alright, all kinds of disaster relief stuff is going to be at the state level, or if we can, at the private sector level. Yeah. And so then, obviously, this week everyone got pissed off. It's like, hey, Romney, what, what you got to say about FEMA now? And after dithering for a couple days, he came out and said, No, FEMA's great. We're going to help FEMA do its job. And this, it, it just encapsulates the thing that is Romney, right? Yeah, the, the, the hole in the universe shaped like a man. <laughs> like, I mean, he... Which I know I said about Bradley Cooper a few weeks ago, but fuck y'all, still good. Hey, maybe your Bradley Cooper bit... Was actually a statement on Romney that was too subtle for everyone to get. And that's why you didn't like it more, but now you do. Maybe. Yeah, come on, respond. Yeah. Oh, we should have done a Romney bit. Anyway, it's too late. It's too late, I hope. Yeah. Or we're just setting ourselves up for four years of Romney bits. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, I don't want to go down that dark path, but we got a couple days. But it, it, Mitt Romney, more to the point, he, he doesn't seem... I mean, I'm sure he has opinions, but, like, I don't think they're anything we've heard. I think his opinions are mostly about keeping the peasants at arm's length and, you know, tennis and boating and horse dancing and stuff. Yeah, no, I'm sure that's true. I'm sure if you went up to Mitt Romney and asked him, you know, any issue that people care about, whether, you know, relevant or just something that people flip out about because they like to flip out about shit. Yeah. I'm sure his opinion is, well, let's let the suits in Washington handle that. Mm-hmm. Dimly aware that he's competing for the job of top suit. <laughs> I don't but, think he's interested in any of this shit one way or another. Yeah, I mean, Mitt Romney was Mr. Businessman. So to speak. And then he was Mr. Governor Man. Mm-hmm. And now he's like... Hey, you know what else I'd like to try? You know what else sounds like silly rich boy playtime? <laughs> That's what Mitt Romney is. Mitt Romney is my least favorite thing in movies, which I have talked about before. Okay. My least favorite thing in any movie ever is when a, a kid or someone who's sort of like the fish out of water character or whatever uh-huh. is in some very dangerous or very serious situation yeah, and is so fucking dumb they think it's playtime. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, the classic example I always use is Little Anakin in Episode 1. <laughs> right, where right. Where he's fighting a fucking space battle and murdering <laughs> the shit out of aliens. You know, <laughs> blowing up a ship full of, you know, living, breathing creatures with hopes and dreams. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh boy, we're in a pod race. Spinning is a good trick. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck the people who wrote that. I hope... Disney makes a terrible Star Wars movie because, like, I hope the one that Disney makes sucks just because that's all George Lucas deserves after writing that scene. 
Um, <laughs> that happened too. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've we've mentioned it. We're done. We'll be back in two and a half years when episode seven comes out to complain about it. Yeah. I don't think we need to touch on that right now. No. 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 We'll 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 be giving periodic updates. Yeah. For years to come. <laughs> anyway, but the the. the I think if you were going to plot the out... The point is, that's what Mitt Romney does. He's like, yippee. If you were going to plot a graph of kind of the trajectory of Romney's, you know, whole endeavor here, it's like someone gave him a list, someone told him, all right, this is what the Tea Party thinks. They are uh, a, a big voting block of the Republican Party this year. Um, say what they like. So he says, okay, I'll say what they like. Then every time... Something happens that conflicts with that, and people get pissed off and say, hey, that's stupid. He looks at it and he says, oh, other people think that's stupid. Okay, I think it's stupid, too. And then he says, don't worry, Paul Ryan still likes it. Yeah, Yeah. it's... Seriously, like, basically every Republican who has said something really hideous about women's rights or abortion or rape this election cycle. Uh, you know, yeah. really unfunny shit. Right, you, you're Todd Aiken and you're Richard Mordock. The, yeah, those guys, the guy who I can't remember what the fuck his name is, who was all uh, evolution and embryology are lies from the pit of hell or whatever. Right, right. Anytime somebody says something that stupid, uh huh, he always turns out to be uh, Paul Ryan's pal. I... I don't know who Paul Ryan's pals are, but I'm sure I wouldn't like them. I'm sure they all have the same ties, and they know what other people's ties mean. Yeah. The, see, they're the, these are the kind of guys who judge each other based on really weird rich people criteria. Like, I don't know what shoes they wear when they're yachting, or... I believe there is a thing called yachting shoes. Yeah, it's a blooker. But I only know that because I like the film PCU. Okay. (laughs) It's got P-Funk in it, man. Okay. You can't fuck with the P-Funk. What were we talking about? Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Okay. That's my favorite Jeremy Piven movie because it's way before... I think that's the only Jeremy Piven movie. (laughs) He shows up in stuff. Oh, yeah, he's in stuff. But I think it's the only one where he's the hero. I don't watch Gross Point Blank and think that's a Jeremy Piven movie. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. But it was like way before Entourage when he was just a fat schlubby guy. Yeah, he was... Yeah. Yeah. He was on the road... To Paul Giamatti hood. Yeah. And he veered off into douche country. It was really weird. Douche country where, uh, uh, where Paul, Paul Ryan, Ryan is fucking from. lives. Yeah. yeah that's, we, we flipped it. We worked it yeah, out. Yeah. See? Yeah. Because I'm sure that right now, Jeremy <laughs> Piven is watching the news thinking, I hope Paul Ryan fucks up bad because that's going to be the role of a lifetime. <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. I would love to see Jeremy Piven play Paul Ryan in a yeah. movie. No, just like uh, anytime Joe Scarborough's on TV, uh-huh. I'm sure Matthew Perry is at home mm-hmm. thinking, this guy had better be in some kind of scandal, because that's the comeback I need. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I got a lot of shit to say about Paul Ryan. I've... Hopefully this is your last chance, yeah. so go ahead. Yeah, no, I'd like for him to just disappear forever, to go back into... Whatever creepy ass fucking Ayn Rand book club he crawled out of, because oh my god, he just he looks like he looks like every guy in high school who was you know like somewhat popular but repressed, and you know then got to college and found other repressed people at the college Republicans and was like yeah home. <laughs> he does. 
Of course, he also looks like the guy who loosened the fuck up in college and uh, started doing a lot of things at the frat house that, that fall into a gray area at best. You mean the kind of shit we always spread rumors about, like George W. Bush doing? Uh, yeah. It, I just have a feeling there's a very unjust uh, campus disciplinary hearing in his past. That's fair. One, mean, one unjust that he got in, off on. Yeah, unjust in the sense that uh, he came out on top. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, it's interesting those haven't come to light. I mean, he ran for office before. He's yeah. something of something. No, I'm, I'm, like, I, 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 I just look at his face, and it's like, that's the face I see in places where I'm not welcome. <laughs> he kind of, he, he's always struck me as, like, the kind of, and I don't want to bust on, like, you know, white-collar people in general, but he looks like the kind of car salesman or insurance agent or that sort of thing that I just automatically would not trust. He looks like one of those fuckers who read one self-help book, and then he just calls you by your first name over and over again during the conversation. Oh, yeah, that influence friend, friends and influence people thing? Yeah. I hate that guy. Yeah. That motherfucker, yeah. He shakes your hand too firmly, makes direct eye contact with you, yeah. asks your name. He's like, and then he's like, oh, hello, what's your name? Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Hi, Johnny. How are you, Johnny? How are you liking your steak today, Johnny? Is it uh, too medium rare, Johnny? Yeah. You're a fucking guy. waiter. I don't care if you make friends or influence me. No, no. He's the fucking manager of the steakhouse, oh. right, that doesn't want to do any work, and he's blowing off doing paperwork or sexually harassing the hostess yeah. until, like, her shift is near over. Well, yeah, So yeah. he traipses around the restaurant, right, the fucking Ponderosa, the yeah. Sizzler, and goes with his, his douchebag suit and, and, and goes up to the tables and talks to the people to make sure the waiters are doing their jobs. Yeah. Yeah. He's that guy. No, what you do is... He's the manager at Sizzler. Now, you made the crack about him harassing the hostess and waiting until the end of her shift. Yeah. Now, that's not what that guy would do. That guy would do it at the very beginning of her shift so that she would have to... You know, she would work angry, but she'd have to pretend to be happy because she's the hostess. Oh, yeah. So that by the time she goes home, she's too fucking tired to file a complaint. Oh, you're right. And I'm sure Paul Ryan has a schedule in his head <laughs> like that. Optimal time to grab a stranger's tits. Oh, God. No, you're I'm right. I'm sure most of the tits Paul Ryan has touched have been done non-consensually. That's fair. Yeah, no, I would buy that. Not that he did it a lot, because I'm sure the first few times he even had an opportunity to do so, he cried. <laughs> He, he just got scared of the, you know, the, the dirty girls that his mom warned him about or whatever. And uh. I like to think he's got, like, a crazy old mom in a rocking chair in the <laughs> attic or something, you know. <laughs> just every time he gets home, he, he's like, you know, you, you smell like perfume. You're with the whores. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, what nobody knows except Paul Ryan uh-huh. is that she's actually dead. But he still hears her. <laughs> Or or he's Paul Ryan is the girl from sleep, Sleepaway Camp that's really a boy at the end and his like his mouth is covered in blood and stuff. Spoiler alert, I guess that movie's been out for fucking ever. Yeah, and, yeah. and technically everybody. The thing is, nobody has seen that movie, but everyone has seen the robot chicken sketch about that movie. I've seen that movie. It's awful. Oh yeah, no, you're right. It is. Yeah. Um, no, Paul Ryan is. The the bully from every 80s movie, just less blonde. 
Yeah, that's yeah. fair. He's the guy from the ski lodge who like wants to race you for no apparent reason. Yeah. Because he's the stud there. And the thing is, in 80s movies, bullies would straight murder you. Okay? At the beginning of the Goonies, right? At the beginning <laughs> yeah. of the Goonies. Okay. The, the, the older kid is, is riding the little girl bike for whatever reason. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, hey, funny little set piece where this guy has to ride a little girl bike. But he's too big for that bike. Ha ha. And then, like, you know, the, the bad kids pull up beside him. And they try to throw him off a fucking cliff. <laughs> like, he survives. But the... They didn't know he would survive when they did it. They were expecting him. I don't know what they were expecting. Maybe they were trying to murder him. Maybe they hadn't thought that far ahead. What I'm saying is the the Cobra Kai guys were definitely trying to murder murder Daniel. Yeah. Now, I was bullied a bit in school in the 80s, but it was mostly, like, name-calling. So I don't know how often people were really... Uh, uh, you know, murdered by their bullies in the 80s, or if that's just movies. <laughs> I think we would have heard about that. <laughs> I think if there was a rash of, of 13-year-olds being thrown from cliffs, or, or mysterious deaths in local karate tournaments... <laughs> okay, we would have fucking heard about that. Okay, it, to be fair, that was before the internet was big, so well, maybe it got swept under the local rug. Okay, that's fair, right? Right. <laughs> we just like we know we more about what's going on in the world now than we did thirty years ago, and we can care about more shit that doesn't matter <laughs> because we can compile all the data and look at it, yeah. and that's why it doesn't matter what anyone said. What matters is who has the higher score in the polls. Because it's like football. The one with the best numbers wins the sport game. Yeah. I have the most number of numbers. I am the best at throw ball. Yay. Yeah, except this is, you know, government. Yeah, for the leadership of the fucking free world. Right, right. Which I feel like is a title that is is fast slipping away. Yeah, no. World's big and free. Yeah, leader of the free world. Like, I don't know. First off, okay, now, I, I want to play process of elimination on the issues just a little bit here, because I watched that third and final debate about foreign policy. Yeah. And you may have noticed this as well, where uh, uh, Obama and Romney agreed on most of the stuff. Yeah. And I was watching it, and I was thinking, like, this is the part that doesn't really matter. No matter who met, who wins, uh, the unnecessary over-involvement of a lot of foreign countries is going to continue. Now, here's the thing, though. Yeah. Now, the the term foreign policy Mm -hmm. encompasses all things that our government does with all other countries. How we interact with other nations, other governments. That's trade. That's just going by and visiting the queen. Right. That's everything. But a foreign policy debate is, in our current climate, is who has a bigger boner for bombing everyone except Israel. Yeah, it's it's well there's there it's the bullying of the Middle East. The like what I got out of that and what I've been getting out of the, you know, quote unquote foreign policy for quite a while now is yeah. how are we going to bully the Middle East? Yeah. Oh, how are we gonna at least back since Reagan, I don't know, I guess Iran Contra, whatever. Yeah. Like Well hey, we weren't bullying them then. We were we were selling them landmines. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a different war going on. Yeah. There was a Cold War happening. Yeah. But I just... There's no alternative. If you want a president that doesn't want to, in some way or another, tell the Middle East what to do, that's not an option. Well, it possibly is an option, but they're not allowed to admit that. Um, I mean, you you basically just have to guess which one of them is bullshitting. That's fair. Yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, probably in this case neither one, but, um... Well, it's, a, uh, I guess to a certain extent, it's how they go about it. Yeah, w was all about ground wars and big invasions and stuff. Obama's more into assassins and drones. Yeah. I, I, now, I support the assassin thing, which is maybe against UN policy. I yeah, don't know the specifics. It's not even the UN. It's just, it's just you know, well, gosh... Shouldn't you know? It, it's only decent to kill someone if you kill a bunch of civilians first, so they know you're coming. It's sport, it's sporting, and like destroy the cities and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's basically sportsmanship. It's I mean, like, yeah, yeah. You're assassinating someone without a trial, and some of those people have technically held U.S. citizenship. That's probably bad, right? But yeah, if it's just some random ass person, and you actually hit them, and not a farm asshole, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's insanity. I mean, to begin with... Okay, yes. Yeah, I mean, that that right? It's like, oh, we have a problem with a guy, so we're going to blow up a bunch of cities first? That is insanity. Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't even call it that sporting. (laughs) No, no, it's definitely not. It's not an equal tournament. It's it's sporting the way a fox hunt is sporting in that you give him a head start. It's not like we had a couple of guys on each side of a field and made sure they both had equal equipment and tried to see who was the best strategist. No, it's not. It's not chess. It's not chess. (laughs) It's it's not a slap fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would love a slap fight, but yeah, no, totally. no, no slap fight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that you, in in all the, the recent Middle Eastern quote-unquote conflicts, at no point were we ever at war with another government. Not officially. Right? <laughs> like, it's at war with, you know, a certain group of people... In one of those countries. Yeah. But so you fuck up the country to get at those people. Like, duh, no. Yeah, Going I mean, off on a tangent here. No, but, but it, it, it's relevant. You know, the whole, like, the, the excuse is always, well, the people hate this leader, so it'll be cool if we come in and get rid of him. And it's like, if, if, if you grind through 100,000 of those people on your way there. Yeah, that's really wiping out the goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm not a fan of any of that. No. I, I was just disappointed with that foreign policy debate. Yeah, no, it was disappointing. It was, uh, I mean, and and again, you know, the, the, the drone program, I, I think it has promise. As soon as someone in Afghanistan can get through a whole wedding without being hit by a drone. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. has apparently never happened. Right, right. <laughs> like, as soon as the drones can stop attacking people's parties. yeah. That'll be a big step up. I'd like the technology to be perfected in that way, i.e. not blowing up weddings. Yeah, that would be good. That would be very good. Every fucking wedding over there. Here's what I would do, okay? No ground wars. Okay. No evasions. Elite team of assassins like the Illuminati has. And just send those covert guys in to take out, you know, Bin Laden and all those guys. But never actually declare shit. Never even say shit. Just quietly send in the ninjas. 
And then, like, you know, Taliban topples because you quietly send in your assassins yeah. and, meanwhile, maintained relations on the top. It's like, hey, what keep, why do these guys keep coming down with a bad case of throwing star in the forehead? I don't know. <laughs> no, that's really weird. Yeah. Wow. Like, I, I don't, we don't, that's not standard uh, military equipment, you know? So, yeah. it can't be us. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, uh, we found uh, another one of those guys that's trying to keep little girls from going to school dead in an alley this morning. Oh, that's weird. From what? Throwing star in the forehead? <laughs> <laughs> Again? Huh. I know, it's just going around. Oh, well, that guy was always kind of a dick. Yep. Ah. I swore he was vaccinated, but... <laughs> Um, See, that that's a system I would like. A throwing star-based foreign policy. Absolutely. Yeah. That was never proposed in that debate. Nobody said ninjas. The word ninja was not used once. No, I checked. Yeah, no, I watched it. Yeah, I, yeah. And as for the economy, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have confidence in any of you to do shit, so... Not really. So, like... <laughs> Uh, I, I'm kind of just at a stalemate with that one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just assuming that like sooner or later, yeah, someone's going to come up with you know. I, when I say sooner or later, I mean many years in the future after you know decades of of grinding misery all over the country. <laughs> someone will come up with a free energy patent that they managed to slip by the oil company assassins. That's the thing. I don't have confidence in government to fix the economy. I have confidence in fucking inventors and engineers and shit. Like, people are working on all kinds of really awesome inventions that will change the way we do everything. Yeah, you know whose economy is great right now? Who's? Mars. No depression on Mars. There's only, like, two or three working robots up there. Yeah, and well... no people. Those robots seem to be doing okay. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. They, they call home a lot. Nobody's in debt on Mars. What it comes down to for me, okay? What I'm saying is, if you move to Mars, all debts are forgiven. Come colonize. <laughs> Here's my point. Okay. Okay. If we eliminate the foreign policy thing, because there's not a huge difference, and or at least there's fault on both sides. Yeah. If we eliminate the economy thing, because, eh. Who cares? Yeah. We are not fixing it. Right. What I'm left with, anyway is social issues, i.e. what kind of horrible people you may or may not be associating with. Yeah. Okay? Say whatever you think about Romney. He is supported by some of the worst people in America. He really is. The most evil fucking backward motherfuckers. And it's like, however grudgingly they support him, you're still going to be bumping into them. It's not like they're not there. Yeah, you don't want to give them any more control than they already have. No, you don't. Yeah. It's no joke for that. Just fucking keep those people away from me. Yeah. If anything, I was expecting less support and enthusiasm for Romney than this even. Yeah. Because, like, let's face it, evangelical Christians hate Mormons. Yeah, well, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> so. they, I guess they hate Democrats more. Well, you uh, so. some of them. Uh, yeah, well. Uh, a, a certain, let's say, spectrum of Democrats. Yeah. Uh, Democrats who reflect a, a, a certain amount of light. <laughs> oh, one other thing I want to point out. Okay. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about this on the show or not, but back during the primaries, I said, if Romney won, I wasn't too worried because he wasn't the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I stick by that. As much of a shithead that 
I don't even can't even begin to figure out what he's thinking Romney is. Yeah, no. He, this he, is still way better than a Rick Santorum presidency. Oh, yeah. Rick Santorum. Okay, Mitt Romney doesn't care about us. He no. thinks we're just broke shitheads. Fuck us. Yeah. Rick Santorum thinks we're the devil. Rick Santorum hates us. Literally. All of us. East Coast liberals. Democrats. Women. Yeah, no, I mean, even if... Gays. Black people. Even if he doesn't know you personally... Yeah. He's he's super worried about the hordes that are massing to, to take the country away from him. Yeah, yeah. He looks at us... Like with the like the fucking Urukai from fucking Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, yes. yeah. We are coming. We are just there. There, are, you know, hundreds of thousands of us. We are fierce, bloodthirsty mongrels with demon faces. Yes, and and big ugly swords. Yeah. So this is better than that guy. Yeah. That guy can fade into oblivion. Yeah. He will just be in his basement, cowering from the, you know, awaiting the day we bust out Grand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's how we get in. Yeah, yeah. That's how we open all doors. Right, right, right. <laughs> Even, like, little ones. <laughs> and I'm not going to go through all nine primary candidates. No. No. It uh, just, this is not the worst case scenario. Yeah, it could be worse. I mean, it's going to be a weird fucking next four years no matter what happens. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm predicting again. I'm going to predict again, just like last week. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to happen for four years. <laughs> it's just going to be four years of bullshit. I'm going to predict that whatever happens is not going to have that much to do with the election. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be other shit. There'll probably be more hurricanes. Oh, yeah. No, there's definitely going to be other shit happening in the world. It's all going to continue to exist and continue turning and so forth. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, it's not going to be, uh, not much of it I don't think is going to be too influenced by what happens. We're still going to just continue fucking up. NASA recently launched a probe. That's the fastest probe we've ever launched. All right. Like, it went from Earth clear past the moon in like three hours. That's fast. Like, it is, yeah, for NASA, it's super fast, right? Yeah. Uh, it's set to get to Pluto in like two or three years from now. That's very fast. We're going to see that. That's going to be cool. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna learn a lot of shit from CERN about, you know, particle physics. That's true. Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot about Mars from Curiosity Rover. I love that rover. Rover's great. <laughs> Everything I love is big awesome machines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Made of space metal. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Man. Oh the asteroid mining project's probably gonna do some cool shit in the right, next four years. Actual space metal. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see what comes out of South Korean pop music next. That that's that's awesome as well. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's your thing, but that's, that's, that's unhappy good. thing. That's good too. I was into it before Gangnam Style, you can check, I've talked about it. He has. And anything that increases the, you know, possibility that I might get to meet Kim Huna someday is yeah. a win. I don't know, maybe some good movies will come out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're really reaching here. Maybe buddy. Tupac will turn up alive. <laughs> hey, you know what else is going to happen no matter who wins the election? Star Wars 7! You're right, actually. <laughs> That's happening in the next presidential term, Star Wars Episode 7. Uh, I don't know what it's called yet. Get ready for it, America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh I don't have any jokes about it, because I, I really just don't give a shit. <laughs> like, I, I always thought I would when this day came, and I fucking don't. Oh, and a memo to anyone who's upset that we're not talking about any third-party candidates. 
I, I have this whole theory about third parties that I'm sure we don't have to get into, and maybe I should just shut up right now. Okay. It, 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 people complain that there aren't more third party candidates, fourth, fifth, sixth, eh, more than Republicans and Democrats as serious choices. And the thing is, like, yeah, I'll grant the established parties have a huge advantage, but I feel like any party that over... Running a country is really fucking hard. Like, no one can do it right. That's, right? That's fair. So, if you, as a new political party, can overcome the insane hurdles that have been put in front of you by the Republicans and Democrats and triumph with an awesome candidate and get everyone's attention... Then maybe, if you're good enough at that, maybe you're skilled and resourceful enough to actually run a country well. That's fair. I feel like maybe the exclusion of a third-party system will eventually breed, you know, super mutant political parties that'll finally, you know, rise up. Hell yeah, man. I want to vote for the drug-resistant syphilis party. Fuck yeah. It's yeah. like super AIDS, but a third-party candidate. Or super, or super super gonorrhea. That's big, yeah. too. <laughs> Oh, that's another thing coming in the next four years. Super gonorrhea. Super gonorrhea. Yeah, it might be airborne. Hold on in. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're the kind of person who's who's dumb enough to to not have made up your mind until the election, until election day, you make up your mind in the voting booth. Oh yeah. On one hand, I feel like those people would probably be really easy to trick into doing stuff. Uh huh. But at the same time, they haven't actually been tricked into voting for anyone. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe they're just focused on some really weird issue. Well, the thing is, I was hoping they'd be easy to trick. Uh-huh. Because then you could tell them all, hey, all you people who haven't decided yet, mm-hmm. and who the candidates are trying to win because they think it'll, you know, swing the election their way or the other way, uh-huh. all you guys just go in there and vote for this third party that I'm telling you about. Maybe it'll get them just enough, uh, you know, votes to put them on the map. Uh-huh. Or maybe it'll turn out... That number is really tiny because it'll be just a way to measure how many easily fooled undecided voters there are. That would just at least be statistically interesting. Yeah, it'd just be like, hey, everyone who's seriously not decided, just just mark this crazy option so we can see how many people voted for the crazy option. Oh, yeah. We'll know how many of you there were. Well, I don't think there are any serious third-party candidates on the ballot right now, and I can't even name any, but let's just say a name for the write-ins... And we'll see if that shows up enough times to make the news. Yeah. Uh, what's the name? Dr. Soxenberg. Yeah. If you're still undecided, vote dot, right in Dr. Soxenberg. Yeah. Yeah. And when they tally those up, if there's enough of those to make a difference, yeah. we'll know that undecided voters actually matter. And love Breakfast with the Beak. Yeah, apparently. And Dr. Soxenberg. Spread the word. Spread the word. Vote Soxenberg 2012. Actually, yeah, do that. Yeah. Vote Soxenberg. We could use the publicity. This has been a production of the Beak Podcasting Network. Visit thebeak.org to learn more about this and other quality podcasts. Seriously, guys, so awesome.